Hello, and welcome to Nintendo Nostalgia. This is episode 100, and I don't know. 90. <laughs> so I have a confession to make. Um, I went back, and I'm renumbering all of the episodes for the show, and uh, I, I kind of counted the episodes that were counting as special episodes initially, and uh, I was you know, kind of figuring out how many episodes do we actually have. And it's kind of, kind of confusing, because there's some parts where numbering got off, and effective like from my counting i've this is like episode 201 um so our 200th episode was um <laughs> was our uh conquer bad for day episode yes. uh, interesting enough um what i had calculated before though was our 200th episode was going to be on our anniversary um and so i'm not sure which one to go with um but we're really close to that to that mark uh, we'll c celebrate our 200th episode on our an anniversary i guess <laughs> as, as that's how it, it, it will work out but um, yeah, I am really excited to get into this game. But first, before we do, um, how are you guys doing this week? Josh? <coughs> I am doing just fine so far. Whatever day this is. Wednesday. <laughs> day 769 of quarantine. Uh, <laughs> Jacob, how are you doing? Doing all right. Hanging in there. How about you? Uh, I'm, I'm pretty good. I'm in good health. And, uh, you know, other than some uh, poison ivy... Uh, uncomfortableness. Uh, I'm good. Uh, what about you, Chris? Welcome. <laughs> uh, thanks for having me back. Uh, I'm doing really well. Um, my summer's been really crazy and busy, but uh, the past few weeks have been really awesome and have made up for uh, a lot of the uh, intense stuff that I've had to go through. So I'm very thankful for the past few weeks to be able to relax. Awesome, awesome. So you are actually uh, on the show for the first time as a host. Uh, yes, welcome, welcome, welcome to the NOS crew family, and we've added you to both chats, and we're, we're happy to <laughs> have awesome. you. You definitely uh, added the conversation already, and we love it. Thank you, Thank for, you. for showing interest in joining with us. So, yeah. What a, a, a crazy journey for me, for me, uh, you know, starting off this year being a huge fan of you guys, and here I am. So uh, thank you very much for uh, allowing me to be with you. And, um, yeah, I hope to contribute as much as I can to uh, to to our hobby. Awesome, awesome. Well, We're glad to have you. Ado, thank you. Yes, yes. Without further ado, let's get into what we are Radical Rexing about. Okay, Jacob, go ahead and kick us off. I life is always busy right now, so it's just go go go. Um, I guess I, you know, I mentioned a handful of weeks back. I always this is like my personal like life, my personal life blog update now apparently, but um, it's been that way since my divorce, but. Uh, um, yeah, I started, uh, I've been dating a, a, a gal, um, the only girl I've, woman I've actually dated this whole time, um, well, not this whole time, but since everything, and, uh, well, yeah, it's been good, you know, just dating regularly, so we've got some recollection about that, and she's really cool, she was telling me yesterday about how, uh, how much she loves Mario 64, and Diddy Kong Racing, and Mario Kart. 64 and uh yeah um you don't really find that in a lot of 
pretty women. So I'm radical rexing about that a lot. And uh, I told her for sure if if these Mario rumors are true and like it gets remastered on Switch, then we're <laughs> we're gonna play through it. She she suggested about having two separate files and seeing who could like beat the game faster, uh, like uh, get all the stars and beat it fastest. And uh, I said, well, good luck uh, to her because Mario 64 is my jam. So. But yeah, uh, uh, her name is Lindsay, and she's really awesome. And her daughter is awesome, and she, uh, her and Riley get along a lot too. So we have pl we have play dates. So that's how we we've been getting to get to know each other more through our kids, hanging out and just uh, us talking, getting to know each other as well too. So really blessed uh, with that. And um, I don't know I don't know where we'll go, but I know in general that uh, um, she's a good friend to have in life, and I'm, I'm thankful for that. So thanks God. That's why that's that's basically it. Other than that, I think uh, the water area in Paper Mario World sucks. Um, it's flat out boring and a waste of my time. Honestly, I don't even want to play it anymore. Um, I don't really have the t I don't really have the patience for getting stuck and wandering around anymore. I don't know. Maybe it's just the stage of life I'm in right now. So, uh, but apparently Josh has no problem because he already beat the whole game 100%. So, but. Um, but that, that'll lead us into our next topic that we'll talk about after this. So besides that, um, let's jump over to Chris, man. What are you writing correction about, bro? Uh, it's been a very good few weeks, as I mentioned before. Um, the last time that you guys had me on, I don't know when that was, like April maybe. Uh, I was going crazy because uh, I was just about to start a certification class. And that ended up being the most difficult, most horrid experience of my whole life. Um, and told us that this will be the hardest thing you ever do, and it was, but it's over with. Um, so now I just have to take the, yeah, I'm so thankful. Um, so I have to take the certification exam. Uh, I just got placed for my internship, so uh, really excited for that. It's in a really nice area. Um, so maybe I'll move down there if things work out. And uh, also the last time I was on, I mentioned that I had applied for my master's degree. And honestly, I never thought anything would really become of that, and I got accepted. <laughs> so nice. in about a week or so, I start my master's degree, which I never thought I'd be able to say. So uh, I am... What's that? Good luck. Thank you. Yeah, uh, I have no idea what to expect, so I am terrified but very excited. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, uh, but gaming-wise... Uh, I've been playing a lot of online games with friends. I haven't been able to really see anyone in the past few weeks because of the class. So I've been playing Splatoon. Nice. And uh, my one friend and I, yeah, I love Splatoon. Um, uh, my one friend and I, we wanted to find a new game uh, like that's new to both of us so that we could kind of like grow at the same pace. And it's not like one of us has experience with it more than the other. So uh, someone recommended Splatoon. So, uh, I'm sorry, not Splatoon, Overcooked. Um, oh, yeah. So we've yeah. been playing Overcooked lately, and oh my, ah, so good! It's so clever. Like it feels like a Nintendo game. It's just so much. There's so much polish. Why is so it good? Uh, it's just so. It's a. It's one of those games that has such a simple concept, but it's so difficult to master. And you're just always challenging yourself. Yeah, uh, challenging yourself to like do a little bit better each time. Um, and you just have to like you can be. It could be competitive, it could be a cooperative game, 
and there's just lots of fun little gimmicks that they've added to uh, the different worlds in the game. Mm. So Me. I highly recommend it. Yeah, please get it if, uh, if you haven't played it already. And uh, I also am Radical Rexing. I'll make this real quick. I just got this today. I just got it like an hour ago, and I've been over the moon about it. This is the Atui collection for the 3DS. This is a limited run uh, physical awesome. game that has all of the Atui games for 3DS on one actual official wow. copy of 3DS. So I love these games. Meat and Mud, one of my favorite games oh, ever. Yeah. So I, it's a good now, day. I'm having a very does good it say day. Chicken Wiggle or does it say Hatch Tales on it? Uh, there is... Oh, it says Chicken Wiggle. Yep, Chicken Wiggle. Okay, I was, I was kind of curious. Since it has the rebranding on Switch, I wasn't sure if they retroactively changed that. So. Right. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. But, uh, yep, here it's Chicken Wiggle, which is good. Kind of true to the, uh, to what it was on 3DS, you know? Cool. Um, so, yeah, it's been a very good few days. Um, so, yeah, what about you guys? Well, I will take on from there. So, yeah, I guess to jump on first, I mean... I, I, outside cool. of gaming it's kind of a weird time still like it has been the past few months of this whole covid thing um i do plan on i'm i'm kind of looking at i, I don't want to be stuck in this rut for too much longer so got to be doing something i'm looking at maybe taking like a little i don't know how much it means but maybe a little class in that i don't know if you've heard of you udemy I, I think that's how you pronounce it something like that maybe just to to learn something while i'm you know, still stuck at home and things like that. Um, I make use out of that. I don't know exactly what yet. There's a lot on there. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, however I can apply that in a useful way. Um, but I guess really outside of that, um, I feel like I'm forgetting something. I'm sorry. I'm sitting here stalling. Oh, we did get some of these Legos recently. <laughs> we got the Mario Lego set. Um, and uh, it's it's one of those things I, I wish they would have had when I was a kid. And... Uh, of course, it was really hard to get Nintendo stuff back then unless you had Nintendo Power. I had <laughs> some things, but, like, this stuff's pretty cool if you have a child. Like, me and my six-year-olds had a good time with it. I don't, I don't know if it would have meant as much, you know, like, on my own. I don't know if I if I was a collector, if I didn't get all of it necessarily, like a big-time one, because it's pretty darn expensive. But, you know, it's pretty cool for what it is. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I got the little Yoshi in here. <laughs> So I, I do like that, but um, I guess just completely with the gaming side of things. Like Jacob said, I went all the way through Paper Mario Origami King, so um, I've liked that series since the beginning. I've played all of them, but the last two I didn't even bother to finish. I kind of got Sticker Star. I beat like one world, and I was like, I, I just don't want to go anymore. And <laughs> Color Splash, I made it about halfway through maybe, and it's like I liked it at first, but it's like the more it just went on, I was getting more and more tired of it with the gamepad and the color and every like with on the gamepad, and it was just I didn't enjoy it as much after a while. But then like this one, for whatever reason, it really clicked. I don't know if it's just the time I've played it or what it is, but I really enjoyed this one. So I went back and got 100% after beating it, and it has a little extra part to the ending. I won't spoil that, but I really like the story. That I liked a lot about that one. I really can't say much bad about it. Um, so yeah, other than that, what else was I going to add? Oh, sorry, I got a lot to say. I'll try to keep it quick. <laughs> a year ago today, it's it's still hard for me to think, mm -hmm. as when I went to my Gamescom trip. So I guess, I don't know if that's a Radical Rex or I'm a little bit sad that it's already been a year and everything's canceled this year. <laughs> yeah, I thought I was about to say, I thought that 
That might that sounds kind of depressing. I thought you were about to go on a soapbox here. Yeah. So that there's that. Um. So yeah. <laughs> I, I I think I forgot something, but I will shut up. <laughs> so uh, I'm radical reckless about a couple things. Uh, one thing I just got my stickers in from uh, the um, comics and coffee uh, artist. Um, he's also the artist for Greater Than Games, who does uh, Sentinels of the Multiverse and 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 various other uh, of their game properties. Um, but yeah, he's uh, he did some uh, X Men summer outfit basically uh, characters, and so picked up a couple for my family, and myself, and uh, they're really really rocking in '90s and, and all like holographic rainbowy and yeah they're awesome so yeah uh you can find him at ink and grounds um and his company's name is comics and coffee so yeah, pretty cool um i delved into i was listening to nintendo dads uh i think it was last week and they talked um jesse on jesse waldeck uh was talking about this game called chris tales and he said there was a demo and like it sounded really awesome to me like you know cool art style like Messing with time, like rewinding time, using time mechanics to take down enemies, and and holy cow! Like I played the demo and I just fell in love. Like the music, the the gameplay, like everything about this. I am really hyped for this. Like it's it's gonna be one of my games of the year. I think it's just I don't. It's just completely captured and and just completely enchanted me. I, I love this idea. And it's C R I S and then Tails. It's kind of one word. Um, uh, the tail, the T in Tails is also capitalized. But you know, it's kind of play on crystals. Um, and the, some of the names in, the, in there are Chris and things like that. So, um, so yeah, it's really, really, really fun to play. Um, and it was just the demo too. Uh, you can go through like a battle sequence as well. Um, but at the end, you can try out the new character you get towards the end of the demo. But it's it's really cool to see the depth in the game and all the different things that you can do. Um, like you know, you poison a character, and uh, then you can uh, throw them into the future. Uh, if they're on one side and that poison has already like taken full effect, has done a ton of damage, or you can throw um, a seed into the past and it'll grow up and do damage to enemies, or maybe it'll heal your characters, um, and then your characters can also travel across those timelines. But it's it's kind of like a uh, like when you look into a, like a kaleidoscope and how like you know you have your your central vision, but then you have like side visions like like kind of uh, broken off. And that, uh, the one on the left is the past that you're seeing. So you can see, every time you pass by something, if it goes to that left window, you can see what it looks like in the past. And then on the right side, you can see what happens in the future. It's a really cool mechanic. <laughs> and you can pull enemies in and out of different timelines or, or take things from different timelines uh, with help of some other characters that can do that. It's it's just, I'm so excited for it. <laughs> um, and aside from that, I also picked up Anima um, and uh, yeah, Gate of Memories? Sorry. Uh, Anima Arca Arcana Edition. Uh, it's uh, it's a cool universe, and I really wanted to pick up the game. Um, it's something that we picked up on PS4. Uh, we pre-ordered it um, way back when, and it finally came to Switch, and it came out on sale. So I or it finally went on sale, so I picked that up too. Uh, I purchased that game twice now, uh, one for me and uh, one for my spouse. So that's been pretty cool. Uh, what else have I been racking about? Um, been having a lot of fun streaming, dual links and stuff like that. It uh, seems like whenever I stream, there's always something that goes wrong. Um, but uh, this last time, I think everything ran pretty smoothly. I did have some disconnects, but it just hopped right back on again and went went smoothly after that. So I was pretty happy about that. So I'm hoping, I'm looking forward to streaming tomorrow. I have a regular schedule set up now. Uh, finally, through my work, I can I can dedicate time. Uh, so that's it's been good. Uh, I can start slowly building up my viewers and uh, trying to get uh, 
trying to get recognized by Twitch. So, uh, other than that, I think that ends it. So we have an important talk, a topic to bring up, and it's about the state of the company that we love so much. Um, we have some concerns. Uh, Nintendo, maybe not doing so well. Um, not to say that they aren't doing well, like sales-wise, but some of the decisions they're making are making us scratch our heads and wonder, where are the games? segment uh doing something a little different kind of checking up on the state of nintendo um we have had a few games come out uh, ports a couple of ports a couple of uh brand new games um but nothing that has been announced in a orderly and timely fashion like it's like oh this game's coming out and it comes out in a couple of months like that kind of like here it is suddenly what in the world like where did this come from like the fact that paper mario even exists right now Normally, we would have known about Paper Mario months in advance. No, 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 no. This was just, you know, just a couple months, you know. That's it. That's all we had. <laughs> and so, like, we're, we're getting drip-fed when a game's coming out, but just a few months before. And some of the other games that they announce, may not, people may not be too hyped about them. And it's, like, October. And that's only one game that you said, like, okay, where are the other games? What's going on? Like, is there going to be a Nintendo Direct? No, no, there's going to be an indie direct. Um, you know, they're going to show you show us a little bit here and there. But uh, so where are the games? What is Nintendo doing? Is COVID affecting them so much that they're not cranking out anything right now? Or, I mean, what what does development look like with things being slowed down? Like, it's a big question mark. Um, I'm going to go ahead and pass it to you, Chris. Uh, what do you think? Um. I mean, there's no getting around the fact that COVID is affecting everyone and every type of industry. And I think video games are very, you know, the video game industry is very unique because this is something that's very collaborative. And if you're working from home, I'm sure you can do that to a degree, but it's just not the same. So I do understand why you know we haven't been getting as many games i'm sure development's been halted and stuff but i just i i take issue with their ability to communicate to the fans about what's going on mm -hmm. if everything's delayed fine just let us know like communicate that to us what can we expect um you know, allow us to set our expectations and not just anticipate uh, a random drop of Zelda 2. You know, give us some kind of development update on that. Um, I feel like uh, Nintendo right now, like, the reason why people aren't overly angry is because the Switch is just doing so well. There's yeah, so many yeah. indie games that are keeping the Switch platform so vibrant right now, uh, which is great. But, you know, we so far from Nintendo, we've only had Clubhouse games. Uh, we had Paper Mario, which was a really cool surprise. Um, some people are mixed on it. I'm really glad that Josh likes it, and that makes me want to try it. Um, some of the reviews were, you know, a little mixed. Um, I didn't really see the details behind that, something with, like, the, the battle system or whatever. But still, it's something. Um, at the same time, you know, I, I don't know what the rest of this year really holds. Um, we just got the announcement of Pikmin 3. 
great, but I already played it. And you know, <laughs> yeah. we mentioned this in the chat before. You know, we're very loyal Nintendo fans, so what's in it for us? You know, um, I'm glad that Zelda's on the horizon. When can we expect that? They're not doing any more mobile games, so uh, what what can we expect? So those are my thoughts on that for now. And, and there's rumors circulating all over the place about different things that are in development or coming soon, like the Mario HD collection, you know, the 3D Mario remake of Sunshine, and or at least an up-res of it. And so, like, some people are saying, like, Nintendo, like, started those rumors just to keep people interested in Nintendo during this slow time. And, like, and there's all these little things, like, there's a couple of people now that have posted on their websites that... Uh, that uh, Skyward Sword remake is is coming, you know, and it's like, oh, what does this mean? Like, and then there was there was a listing somewhere that Metroid Prime Four was listed um, for October twenty twenty or something like that, and like there was some other rumors that are just circ circling all over the place, and that's just what's going to happen when there is nothing said. Is someone is going to fill that void? How much of it is conspiracy theory? Nintendo actually doing that? Who knows? But it's really cool to see that. People are starting to make up things, but hopefully Nintendo can manage those expectations and not let things come to a like huge, loud crescendo and then just things explode and everybody be mad at Nintendo, especially when they're on the heels of these new consoles coming out from the other companies. Um, it's kind of scary. Like People want to know, hey, N Nintendo, you, you got a stake in this, this battle or are you just going to sit this one out? Or, and I don't think people want to hear that, but... <laughs> That could be a reality too, but uh, okay. Go ahead and pass it over to uh, Josh. What do you think about the state of things? Yeah, not the. I guess not to overstate a lot of what you guys were saying, but yeah, I, I don't quite get the whole silence thing. I know Nintendo has always been a little different, and I, I understand they um, function a little differently than the rest of them. Anyway, they don't <laughs> consider themselves necessarily like big competitors to Microsoft and Sony. They're more like their own thing, which is fine. Um, I just. You know, when it comes down to it, they're like they're the only ones that are being completely just silent. I mean, like a lot of these other companies, even the ones like outside of Microsoft and Sony, like like Ubisoft and I think maybe EA or something, have done like their own direct sort of things in place of E3, be it a month later or so. But Nintendo has pretty much done nothing. Um, they had, like you guys were saying. They had that the indie thing recently, which was fun, um, and they had like a treehouse thing a while back. I don't know what the point in that was. It was showing like <laughs> yeah. it was giving away more of Paper Mario, which I don't know why we needed to be spoiled more of that. And then it was like, hey, we have a big surprise at the end, and I'm not even gonna go into that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I just. I know COVID and stuff has affected everybody, um, but I feel like everybody else has been able to actually manage, and they just they haven't said a darn thing about it. Mm -hmm. Like they've just been. I, I don't. The radio silence seems bad, and like uh, you were saying, some people are making stuff up or conspiracy theories and things like that. But I think to a point that's getting kind of damaging, because mm -hmm. a lot of people are setting up expectations for things like this Mario collection that may or may not even exist, and people are some people are expecting hey it's got mario 64 and uh sunshine and galaxy and galaxy 2 and 3d world and all this in it and it's all in <laughs> hd and and all that good stuff but then if it does exist knowing nintendo it's going to be like each of them have their own 60 dollar game <laughs> like I, I just don't i think it's just making it worse where they're not saying a word like just give us a little something 
because this is the only time I can even remember, even in the Wii U days, I don't think we had, I don't think we were in August and didn't know what we were going to have by Christmas. Like, granted, again, there's no E3, but it's, we're more than halfway through August. We <laughs> should have heard a little more by this point. Um, so, yeah, I, I think they're doing themselves a lot more damage than good. I, I, I'm not an industry expert or anything like that, and they're Nintendo. They should know what they're doing, I would think. <laughs> but I... <laughs> Now, did Nintendo charge extra for All Stars, or was it a regular SNES price game? Because like this, this All Stars Two collection people are talking about, like, you know, is it going to be price more? Or would on the that make it we, it? I think it was thirty. I think it was actually cheaper, but it was like the SNES game, uh, on a disc. Mm-hmm. It didn't come with Super Mario World, like some. Did. It's just like a port of the SNES game. Yeah. 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 But if I could just add one more thing, like Sony and Microsoft are having their brand new next generation systems coming out this fall. The, Nintendo's not giving any re, uh, uh, any reason for us to not buy them and kind of switch over to those platforms. You know, the Switch is still in the running mm-hmm. for being a, a a a competitor to those systems. And what do they have to show? I don't think Pikmin 3 Deluxe is really going to fight off. Uh, no. You know, People from getting those systems, you know. So um, I'm kind of concerned uh, in that in that way because if uh, if Sony and Microsoft get all the momentum towards them, Nintendo could be in a bad position again. That yeah. Let me say before I pass it over to Jacob, like let me just say like how awesome would it be for Nintendo to drop a direct like days before the launch of these systems and just completely change the conversation, like how advantageous would that be for them? Like, maybe they're holding this all back to just wow everybody. And that's, like, not hyping responsibly. <laughs> right. But, hey, I love Nintendo, and I want them to I succeed. So, so Jacob, what do you think about the state of things? Um, yeah, you know, so I, I don't – I think it's dumb that they haven't said anything. Um, and it's, it's the part that I – ironically, I love about them, but yet hate about them. I feel like they're not giving us a direct because – they are tired of everyone saying we know what, like we, we're predicting when a direct is happening. And I think they, the stubborn side of Nintendo says, well, you think you're getting one? Well, now you're not. And they don't have to give us a direct. Um, so it sucks for the rest of us. Um, because they, are they, I think they do get ticked off when stuff gets leaked. Um, and I think they, I think they really do. And, um, I think this drip feed is their new approach um, at the moment um, because every whenever once they, when everyone co- copies them, that's when they stop doing what they were doing. When everyone copied them and and had everyone is having live stage presentations, well, Nintendo stopped doing that and they started doing direct. Now everyone does a direct and everyone thinks that they're going to be awesome and and love them. Nintendo's like, okay, well. We're not doing that anymore. So now they're doing this drip feed thing, which, in hindsight, if they draw, if they did it, could you imagine if Metroid Prime Three trailer dropped and like, yeah, it's coming out in in, in October? Wow, we would be through the roof. But Metroid it's Prime Three or Four? Four, sorry. Um, <laughs> okay, make it sure. Three well, wouldn't make that much of a splash. I don't think. No. Well, the trilogy would, but, um, but yeah, you're. I meant four. Um. But instead, no, it's for games like Pikmin 3 Deluxe and Paper Mario. It's, you know, they're both good games, but 
they're not groundbreaking games. Um, and I could see having an announcement like what they did with Paper Mario would totally work well for like a, a massive game like, like Breath of the Wild 2 or Prime 4. And they ha I could see them having a tree, a live treehouse thing to show us because we don't know anything about those games. But they did it with Paper Mario. And, um, but that game is not, that game is not like people foaming at the mouth for it, you know? And exciting to hear, like, oh my gosh, Prime 4 is coming out in a couple months right now. I would lose my crap and I would be so excited. <laughs> um, console special edition right, man right, all right. that stuff like um but you know i tom was saying in our group chat like he thinks nintendo's not even going to the gym like they're like they don't even have stuff ready down the pipeline i really don't believe that i don't riley shh. i don't i really don't think that um thank you Riley, uh, I really don't think Nintendo, there's no way, there's just no way that they don't have a lot of games in the lineup. I think they're just choosing to be quiet because in reality, they don't have to tell us anything. We've had this discussion before. Um, they don't, they don't have to tell us anything. And I think Ryan is right. I think Nintendo actually will, I think they're trying to be strategic about how they approach what's coming up. I think with COVID, they've used it to their advantage, um, and they are staying silent because, in reality, they're not hurting for money. I mean, their sales records of Animal Crossing are, are through the roof. I mean, that game alone is yeah. provided enough for this year to be successful for them, and not to mention everything else they're putting out is successful still. So, um, I really do think they're. We'll see a massive direct. Um, this is just my guess sometime closer to the launch of those systems um and you're going to hear about it and then maybe that's when you finally hear about the pro um the pro version of the switch and maybe that is when you get that update for prime 4 or breath of the wild 2 and it's showcasing with that next system that will is that going to overtake and stop the momentum of a ps5 and the next xbox probably not but it's it definitely could hinder their sales and it keeps Nintendo in the conversation. So, you know, that's really what I think about it. I mean, I'm frustrated just like all of you. Like, you know, I want to, I want to play my Switch more. Um, even as for as busy as I am, but I really have no rare, no, rarely any motivation to pick it up, you know? And yeah, that's a bad, that's a bad thing. I want to pick up my Nintendo Switch. I want to. And right now, I'm just not motivated to. Well, it is it is kind of a good time for us to kind of catch up on our backlogs. I'm sure that we all have games that we've kind of put off for a little bit. At least I know I do. I have a ton of games that I'm behind on. Um, so, you know, it's good in a way for that. But, you know, when, when the Switch was announced, it became clear that they merged their two different branches, the handheld uh, part of Nintendo and the cons home, you know home console part. And so we all thought, oh, great, now we'll have even more games for this one system. But not even that is really apparent uh, this year, you know. But Jacob did bring up a, a good point with Animal Crossing coming out this year. I did forget, and that's like a huge release. But, like, you know, that was supposed to be released last year. That wasn't even supposed to be a 2020 game. So mm -hmm. um, with that in mind, their 2020 lineup is 
kind of embarrassing to be honest but you know we i'm sure they're working on a bunch of stuff and um we just got to be patient it's just a, a weird time for all of us so um hopefully they pull through with something towards the end of the year so I think that they do need to do something to really be on people's minds, be in the conversation at least, even if they don't have something big to release, to steal some of that thunder and to stay relevant. Um, that's really important for Switch. Where's the easy forward. stuff? Where's the Super Nintendo games and things like that that they could be loading on, you know, every other week or so? Like that doesn't seem like that should be that hard. <laughs> I don't even care about that. <laughs> like I don't care as much as I love Donkey Kong Country. I don't care to go replay the game. I have it on five systems. It's on my SNES Classic. It's on my 3DS. It's on my actual Super Nintendo. Like, like I don't care to replay those. Like, I just want to know where we're going. Sure. Yeah. And um, and Nintendo was doing a great job with every, when they had. We don't have to have five directs every year, you know. But maybe two big ones, like at the start of the year and at the end of the year, or maybe three, start, middle, and ends. Like. Yep. And every Direct, for the last two or three years, they were really nailing the formula where they had a bunch of information about games we did expect, little games we had no idea were coming, and they were sweet little gems, and then we had, we always had a tease for what is to come. And so we always had something to look forward to. And then when we got to that next Direct, well, we had something to look forward to after that. Same thing. And now with no Directs, um, and no E3 at all, that you know, things were halted. You can't tell me they were going to go to E3 and not have anything to show. They they would have had a lot to show, um, but I think I think they have forcefully um, gone back and just kept the curtain over everything because they never had to show it because E3 got canceled. So, I mean, if we had an E3, we might not be freaking out right now. I, I'm not even freaking out. I'm just <laughs> venting, you know. And, uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's a weird situation for all of us as fans. I still have some games that are coming out that I'm looking forward to this year, um, and soon even. And so, like, I'm not too worried, but we're getting towards the end of the year. We're in August, you know. Uh, so we're we're loading up that uh, last uh, shot to the end of the year, and uh, we don't know what's what's happening. I, mean, I like it. You know, as far I, as first party. I liked Skyward Sword, and I think it Me is... Too. I think it's way better than everyone gives it. Mm -hmm. The talk says it is. It's a really, really good game. Mm -hmm. And the soundtrack is probably the best in the entire series, personally, honestly. Go listen okay. to it. It's mm -hmm. really, really, really good. It's way better than Breath of the Wild's crappy soundtrack. I'll tell you that right now. Hot take! Yeah, that that's not even a soundtrack. <laughs> that's just sounds. Um, but uh, <laughs> they... But, like, I don't want just remasters. Like, a remaster is awesome, is an awesome cherry on top when I have other cool things to play. You know, like, if I got, if Skyward Sword came out for Christmas, awesome. I'd get that game, and I would replay it and revisit it, and it'd be great. But it's not as exciting if that's all there is. If if they had that, and and then, boom, we were getting, like... Mario Odyssey 2 or, you know, something we just don't know about yet, um, then that would be really cool, you know? And Chris brings up a great point about, you know, we've talked about it before, um, them merging the departments. Like, we should be getting... Why why don't we have a land series of games and, for off years and, you know, world series of games for on years? You know, 
why don't we have a, a small Mario Land game where it is, it's different and it's different than your normal Mario or like, why aren't we, like they did it with Zelda last year. We had the Game Boy remake. Where are the Game Boy remakes? Like, I think that they should keep remaking those Game Boy games. And, um, dude, I would love to play Mario Land 1 and 2 in a unique art style on my Switch. Could you imagine if they redid the games like that? Oh, my gosh. Collaborate with another indie developer. I had mentioned, right. uh, I guess, in our group chat, you know, Cadence of Hyrule. I haven't uh, played it myself, and maybe it's not for some people. Um, maybe I won't even like it when I play it. But you know, it's they're a very credible indie developer. So just hand off the license to some of their, uh, you know, loved franchises to proven uh, developers, and let them make a Nintendo game if Nintendo has their hands tied and and is obsessed with their quality of games and stuff. You know, give us something. Well, you even talked about about your Tui collection. I know that guy is a big Royal Land fan. He even you know a long time ago pitched to Nintendo about trying to get to do Wario Land and remake it and yeah I would Shout I would love a, a, a Wario Land game like I loved Wario Land as a kid and I I think it's sad that we don't have that series around anymore like mm-hmm. literally all they have to do put one team and I I, I sound like I, I act like I know I'm a genius of how business works here but um <laughs> Get your team that worked on mobiles and remake all your old Game Boy games. There you go, and and make them new because just re- those games are so bad of quality today by today's standards that they totally do feel like a whole brand new game as opposed to remastering a game that came out for the week. You know, like it would feel entirely new, entirely different. Like that Zelda game, I never played that Zelda game, just bits and pieces. But now I've beaten that game because it was redone and really unique. Um, and I'm telling you, uh, just listen to me, Nintendo. It would work out perfectly. This is if we ran Nintendo, our version, I guess. <laughs> we would, on your off years, have Game Boy remakes. And then on your on years, bring Breath of the Wild 2 and Prime 4. Stuff like that, you know? Mm-hmm. So, problem solved. But we'll see yeah. what Nintendo's doing. I'm sure they've got ideas that will shut us all up here in a couple months and we'll be like wow i didn't think of that you bring up a good point um their mobile division is slowing down what are they going to do with that like what how are they re changing how they're doing things how are they reformatting things i mean they might have some mobile games there was talk of a zelda mobile game i think they confirmed some point that it was canceled um you know there's there's these they're they're putting a lot of support characters into like your Dr. Mario, your your Mario Kart for mobile. Um so you're still seeing updates for that regularly. Um it's not bringing in as much as like their their uh cash cow that uh you know fire emblem, but uh there there you go, you know. <laughs> it's probably just something we're going to have to wait and see. Um it is a pretty new uh, direction that they're taking, which is just pretty much closing off the mobile outlet for now, or at least greatly reducing it. So it's probably going to take some time for that to translate into Switch or even other potential project ideas. You know, um, so maybe they'll have they'll uh, have some team work on like a 
kind of like a labo type of project, like something that's just totally wild and out of nowhere and slightly switch related. I mean, it is switch related, but you know, kind of like the spin-off type of uh, side project, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> make work on some experimental stuff, you know. If I had but, you say, anyway. I'd say, keep working on your VR, like make that something, but <laughs> that's just me. <laughs> right. Well. Oh. Nintendo's got me all kinds of worried right now. I don't. I'm not worried. I'm just annoyed. I mean, I know what. <laughs> I know that they'll do stuff. I know they are doing stuff. I just. I don't. I don't like the. I hate their approach sometimes. So I would be remiss to talk about the state of Nintendo and not to bring up the fact that Metroid Prime Four was recently mentioned in news. Um, yeah. They just. Mm-hmm. We're just put an ad out for a lead developer. Is that right? Like, what does that someone mean? Someone to lead the entire game direction. Like, how far along is this game? And is the that, does that quit? mean that it's the Did last, they... the last steps? Maybe they got another person. They have like three directors on this game. Like, what? What is this? What does this mean? Is Metroid Prime Four so far behind? They're just now getting a guy who keeps everybody in line and keeps everybody organized. What is happening? Like, what is happening in Nintendo? What is happening in Retro? Retro has been posting pictures of stakes up until a certain point when they announced that they were re- redoing from scratch Metroid Prime 4, you know? So, like, we don't know anything about this this big, huge question mark with Nintendo and Retro and what is going on. Like, it's so secretive and so mysterious. From what I've heard with that position, apparently it doesn't have to be there, like, at the start. I guess with with some of these other games, like it's been like halfway through development, and some games don't even have this position. It's usually like yeah. the bigger AAA things. So I'm hoping that doesn't mean like anything bad necessarily. I'm hoping it's just like, hey, we're on. Uh, what's the word? We're, we're on track. Is what I'm hoping it means. <laughs> it could no. be. There's different teams working on different aspects of the game, and this guy is being pulled in to unify it all and keep it all. Yeah. One giant weave it all together basically and that could be the case i hope it's the case and i hope we're close to the game finish but i don't think it's going to be the end of this year i think it's going to be a 2022 game at this point you know but who knows even with metroid prime 4 aside as insanely excited as i am for that um what was retro working on right after donkey kong will that ever see the light of day knowing nintendo probably not i mean i'd I don't know. No, Nintendo, they get really secretive at that sort of thing and canceled projects and, and all that sort of nonsense. You don't find about it until years later. Is it ever, is it going to be on like the Switch Mini Classic today <laughs> as like extra bonus game? You know? I remember those rumors were really heating up. And then right around that time, Nintendo was like, hey guys, just so you know, Retro is now working on Metroid Prime 4. So uh, I'm curious how far along that game. Uh, was or is and like is it still being worked on um so i don't know i just would hate for retro's hard work to be thrown to the wayside because they have so much to offer um in the you know the in gaming culture in general you know all games are just turned to gold so i've also wondered with that though if nintendo was like oh crap we can't do this without retro with Metroid Prime 4. That's what I kind of like to think because I thought it was crazy that they weren't using them to begin with. 
and they just said, hey, we need you to knock off this little side project you're working on. Focus on this first. So maybe it will come I'm, back. I don't know. I'm or they just worried canceled it. about the, uh, I mean, Retro's been doing awesome, but the company is going through massive changes really fast by pulling on all these different, like, people for this project. And I'm worried that that might, in the end, undo or make this retro team into something completely different. Yeah. And it might sp like break off into several teams after Metroid. And, and may we may not see retro the same again. Um, it might be completely different things. Like this is a new experience. It's evolving, you know? It's becoming a new thing because of all these people they're pulling on this project and everything. Like it's, it's they're not gonna be the same company that we once knew. And I hope it's a good thing overall. And this, I have that same concern and this is the same issue that I had with Rare when Microsoft bought oh. Rare back in the day. Uh, Rare, as we all know, is was one of our favorite developers. And then when Microsoft bought them, the quality of their games just plummeted. And it was very clear that Microsoft just didn't know how to handle Rare and what kind of projects to give them. Um, so I hope that Retro is still the same Retro that we all know and love. Um, I also find it kind of ironic that uh, Namco was given a Star Fox project, which was originally a Rare game, and now uh, Rare, let's see, so, um, and then <laughs> Namco was working on this Metroid Prime 4 game, and so that got canceled, and now Retro is picking up uh, that uh, the the original Namco Bandai Metroid Prime 4 game. Um, so it's just interesting that there's like this toss-up of uh, Namco and Retro. So do you kind of understand what I'm saying? I, I followed you there, and I wonder if some They're of those assets and things that they pulled during the development, if Namco can take that and make that into a game, and we can kind of play that game someday and see, like, well, this is kind of the idea that they had for Metroid Prime and why it wasn't working for Metroid. It'd be kind of cool to see that, but... Some of these things may never see the light of the day until a documentary, like, you know, 30 years down the road. Who knows? Yeah. Um, You're not but kidding. It, I, I just, I want to hear the story. To be a fly on the wall and find out what else is going on would be really cool. Um, but just in, Nintendo in general, like, yes, they are doing awesome with the Switch. They are just, they are extremely fortunate that Animal Crossing was pushed back and then quarantine, mm -hmm. you know, and like mental health, like that game is so instrumental and in for so many people for being a mental health like element. So like, you know, they just really lucked out there. They and did. They're not hurting. Um, and Nintendo doesn't have to say a darn thing the rest of this year, and I think they're going to be good. That's true. <laughs> but, you know, you know <laughs> we're not going to be happy. But <laughs> you know, the second they... quarantine without Animal Crossing, like we would all just go oh. crazy. <laughs> you, you know, the second they announce a new Mario or something, even if it was December of this year when they finally said something, we'd all go out and buy it. So they they, they know they've got us. <laughs> Going to pull another Xenoblade uh, Chronicles 2 and release it like the day before the end of the year or something like that. I think that's what that ended up being. It's a little weird, yeah. It's like, yeah, it's still coming out this year, but <laughs> that's just cheap. right off the tail end. <laughs> Jerks. <laughs> I don't know about yeah, you but I've had a lot of friends that never that that at least haven't played games in ages, and during quarantine and just in 2020 in general, they've become gamers. And I've seen yes. their like stats. They've been playing Animal Crossing for nearly 400 hours. These are people yeah. who <laughs> never had a console before. So I just think that's really interesting that they 
they have yeah. ex- really expanded their base during quarantine. <laughs> My I mom think... got Animal Crossing, and that you, yeah. you have no idea what that means. <laughs> like, she, granted, she. I know a lot of people. They were just well, talking about like, oh yeah, I was playing on my Switch. I'm like, you play Switch? What? Yeah. <laughs> like people like friends that I had, I've been friends with forever. They were like sporty, and you know, they they talked about all these different things, and they never talked about video games. So I had no idea that they actually regularly played video games. You know, and so it's yeah. like, whoa, you know, there, there are so many more people playing games, especially just quarantine is opening that up, and it's becoming a socially acceptable thing to do, and it's not just like a guy's thing or, or anything like that. It's not gendered. Um, that barrier is long since broken down. In fact, the hot topic today is whether you can say girl gamer anymore, or if it's like woman gamer or lady gamer, is that demeaning? Like, or just say gamer, gender doesn't matter. And you know, like that's kind of the hot topic right now because how that is evolving. Cause like there's some stigma still with playing video games. You know, it's like, oh, it'll rot your brain. You know, it's what we heard growing up. Like that's, that was the thing. And now it's like, oh, it actually helps your brain. Like you can, like there's so many strategies and you do lots and lots of reading and the imaginative worlds and the problem solving, like great things to help you succeed in life even and like in a fun space, you know, and it makes things that you want to do. And uh, it's it's really cool to see the benefit that that this has. And Nintendo has capitalized on that with Labo for sure. Like and other things before it, uh, the innovation they've done. Are they innovating right now uh, with COVID? I mean, this is a great time to do it. Like I, I've heard so many businesses that have just, you know, we're not getting as much business, but now we can do the remodeling we need to do. We can change the business phase. We can basically take a, a breather and do all the things we can do we normally couldn't do because we'd be so busy. And so I hope Nintendo is doing that restructuring and that that look at themselves and finding out what they can do going forward and how they can improve. Like if this were to happen again with quarantine and and you know disease and things like that, like what what would they do in the future? And I hope that Nintendo learns and grows from this as, as any other company, Sony, Microsoft, you know. Um, but, you know, I, I'm kind of curious to see what comes from this with Nintendo's innovation with this time that they have. I think it's so fascinating how the Nintendo brand just oozes, you know, this quality and this need for people to, to be innovative. So mm-hmm. as we all know, Nintendo's super innovative, but... It's interesting that the Switch, um, while I don't think it's like the most innovative system itself, um, I mean, it, it has the potential to be super innovative, but I was worried that it's just like, okay, it's portable, now it's a console, um, now you're now you're playing on a console, now you're playing it portably, that it was just going to be limited to that unique um, experience. But uh, indie developers have really um, taken over the, mm. you know, they've really had a strong presence on the Switch. And it's interesting that Nintendo fans and, and consumers are are buying into that. You know, indie games were not a huge thing a few years ago, and now it's like all the rage. And we're seeing so much innovation just because um, there's just something about being on a Nintendo platform that kind of encourages that, I think, uh, more so than being on a PlayStation or an Xbox. Well, they're both great systems. They're just, there's something about that... Uh, that Nintendo brand that really does encourage people to try new things and and try to have a very quality title. So it's it's been very cool to see that um, trickle into the the eShop every day. Yeah. Now that does bring up the point of the shovelware that Nintendo has right now. Cool. That's that's a thing. Uh, it's rampant right now in the eShop, and there's not a lot of 
the eShop is not a great specimen for eShops out there in online stores and things like that. So, uh, and Nintendo hasn't updated. They haven't put in themes. They haven't. There's only black and white are your, your Switch themes right now. Uh, that's it. <laughs> you know, no, no gray areas. <laughs> if you go to the great deals section on there, it's a on the eShop. If you go to that, I think it's great deals on the US one. Um, yeah. It's it's got like over 600 and some options. And it, wow. it scrolls so slow because I'll try to go through there sometimes <laughs> and just kind of see. I'm like, hey, if there's something two bucks on here, it's like, oh, that's cool. I'll get that. But it goes so darn slow when you're trying to scroll down. <laughs> and it's like there's like good stuff every few like 20 titles you scroll through or decent mm-hmm. stuff. And it's like I'm just I'm just tired of looking through this. There's just too much stuff <laughs> that people are selling for a point, penny or something. There needs to be some curation. It's just all yeah. the thing gets mixed in with the, the shovelware, and it's just it's not fair to the developers that have worked their butts off, and they deserve to be yeah. recognized. Absolutely. Again, I think um, this, you know, kind of just bringing this all around here, um, Kyle, our artist for the show, always brings out a good point. You know, um, he's he loves Nintendo like us, but he's also not afraid to call them out on their garbage when they do it, and... Uh, when a company does super well and they are really successful, this is the kind of crap you see. They stop being overly engaging with the fans like Nintendo is right now. They're not communicating with us. The eShop, like, I remember when they talked, when the Switch launched, and they were bragging about their eShop. How it was the place where they only put quality and they didn't want shovelware. And now we get garbage all the time and it's flooding it. We don't have themes. When Nintendo struggles and everyone says they're going to just go third party and stop making systems, <laughs> they're giving us all the goods. They're giving us themes for our systems in honor of the latest Metroid game or Zelda game or Mario game. Like, they're unique and they're creative. And um, what I think overall what's so scary is, you know, I hope that they put our fears to rest with giving us good information and improving us all wrong but um it just kind of feels like because they've been so successful and on the rise they're getting lazy again and um, unfortunately every company it's like a it's like a cycle it, it's like a natural cycle playstation did it i mean ps2 was the, is the number one seller of consoles of all time still and the ps3 sucked you know Mm, I don't know about that. Uh, it didn't do well in sales. It was like one of their worst selling consoles, I believe. It still won that generation, though. It beat out Xbox 360. Well, Xbox 360 sucks. Hot take. Well, well, no. A lot of people love the Xbox 360. It has some good stuff. Uh, Xbox, Xbox sucks. I don't like Xbox. You guys know that. <laughs> Going back to your point, Jacob, you're right about there being this kind of cycle with Nintendo where they get really successful and then they get really lazy. And Mm -hmm. it reminds me a lot of the Wii years when the Wii was just the hottest thing ever. You know, they had Metroid Prime 3, they had Super Mario Galaxy, like right at the the height of its popularity and then oh, yeah. e3 2008 came and everyone's like oh <laughs> there's got to be something good and it was wii music oh yeah. that was a doozy yeah <laughs> like like really you're you're at the you're doing so well and you have so much momentum and then you yep. kill it yep. by giving us this garbage and it, it feels a lot like that and um one thing that kind of gives me hope is that 
right after that, uh, we had Donkey Kong Country Returns, Punishment right. 2, Super Mario Galaxy 2. Uh, yeah. you know, we had like two Kirby games within the same year, the, the yarn one and, and the regular yeah. one. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it... I'm hoping that it ends up being like that, where you know, 2021 is just like, listen, guys, we got something for everyone, and we got a lot of it. So, we'll see what happens. I, I, I hope that's the case, but you never sure. know. It's just kind of sad that there's so many franchises that the only representation we have of them on the Switch is ports, a remake, or Smash. not even a remake. It's a port. It's a port from a Wii U game, which was fine for supplementing, but like, I'm sad that Tropical Freeze is the only Donkey Kong game I have on the Switch. And it's a re-release. Yep. It's a whole new experience because there's funky mode. <laughs> I mean, funky is pretty funky. That, that, that is a good yeah, addition, no. but still. <laughs> I should have a new Donkey Kong game on my Switch. True. They already yeah, I... have the assets ready. Like, the... the... They, they have all that they need for it. Just make new levels. We all love it, so... Right. K. Rool yeah, is it. back in Smash. Like, I believe you can bring the crummings. They make a country game. It's going to sell gangbusters, especially with King K. Rool being back because of Smash. Like, put him on the cover with the game, the next game, and that alone will sell to a whole new generation of kids who are like, who is this King K. Rool? And they're just getting into Smash Bros, you know? So, it's... Nintendo's being lazy, and I don't like that we have an underrepresentation of franchises that aren't even on the system, and and some that deserve more than just a freaking port. Even Pikmin Three, like, yes, it's a good game. I loved it, and I'll get it. I'll get the deluxe because I spent a long time. But you know, why don't we have more Pikmin? Um, Give us the weird ones like, like F Zero or Kid Icarus, and those things that we don't see much of in this hole of nothingness. You know, I think this could be their Tom Deshaun. Land. If the Switch is doing so well, introduce these franchises that have been released on systems that didn't have a huge audience. Now that you have a huge audience, like the Switch is one of the best-selling consoles ever now, and it's it's still going to be selling well. Introduce us to F Zero. Introduce us to Kid Icarus, as you said. You know, bring make give these franchises a life while you can. Yeah. Virtual Boy, please. <laughs> No one cares about Virtual Boy anymore. How can we kick off Ryan? <laughs> I mean, dude, you guys, Boy. you have not experienced the Virtual Boy, so he don't give me that. He just kicked himself I, off. I have so. once in a KB Toys. Oh, mine broke the other. Uh, like, <laughs> oh no! You <laughs> reflow it, it's, right? What's that? One of the lenses went out first, or did both of them go out? Yeah, uh, I hate it's that. It's been a months-long process, and I don't even want to think about it because I'm I'm getting angry because it's it's been terribly frustrating. <laughs> Please, please call Nintendo support and tell them that. Mail them a virtual boy, and they'll be like, "I don't even know what this is." <laughs> is this the year? Is this if this is really a down year for Nintendo? Is this year where we see another classic system come out? I don't know why that Speculation. hasn't happened. I mean, I'll take a sixty-four classic <laughs> oh if they worked out. If they yeah. worked out a deal and to get Banjo Kazooie on it, you know, I could see that happening. I, I know we're getting in Smash. I know we're getting way off topic, but yeah, they would need rare for that, like in in every way, shape, and form for the sixty four. I love the sixty four, but it would have been half the system it was without rare. Yeah, it would it would have sucked, and absolutely would have sucked if it did not have rare. I I totally agree. 
My, I mean, Microsoft's already put Ori in the whatever that is, Blind Forest, mm-hmm. I guess. Cuphead. They need a second uh, one. Hellblade or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what that they're is. They're exactly. more than willing to put their games on the Switch. So that's uh, what we want. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Well, Ryan, I think we should end this. It's getting pretty long and I'm yeah. tired. We got a good episode here. Thanks, guys. It's fun. been a lot of fun. We haven't done a topic like like this, this has been very, uh, therapeutic yeah. for me. I've been able to get out a lot of my frustration. I hope you yeah. guys feel the same way. We all got to <laughs> yeah, rant. We appreciate your input. Uh, <laughs> and then we'll, then we'll get an direct like tomorrow, and we'll all we won't even want to post this episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think people need to hear this. They need to hear us complain like like uh, Nintendo fanboys that we are. So. Little whiny babies we are. Yes. <laughs> Yes. I wasn't going to say that, but... (laughs) We have these concerns out of, you know, we love Nintendo, and we know they are capable of more. And we're a little whiny. We we love them for a reason, and I think we have every right to criticize them when we think that they're making weird choices. But at the same time, are they going to listen? No. And that's why we love them, because they don't do what we want them to do. (laughs) <laughs> it's it's a complicated relationship. It is, yeah. But anyway. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of the episode. Uh, did you guys want to plug where they can find you? Um, uh, you can find me at Metroid Hunter uh, on Twitter. Uh, where can they find you, Chris? Uh, you probably can't find me. <laughs> I'm on Facebook. Uh, so you know, if you're a fan of uh, of our show, uh, feel free to join our group chat or a group page rather you know, in the chat i believe it's called uh and i'm on there every once in a while posting some things but that's pretty much it i try to not have a big online presence yeah, probably a good idea <laughs> josh uh whopper 744 games on twitter and you know like ryan and tom i've got my twitch stuff going so check out whopper 744 in there if you got time could could use the company <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Enjoy your streams. Jacob, where can they find you? I'm on Twitter and NosJacob73. Um Facebook if you can find me, so that's that's where I'm at. <laughs> awesome. Well, you all can find the show at the Nostalgia on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. Uh, you can find us on our Facebook at Nintendo NOS, on our Twitter at Nintendo underscore NOS. Uh, you can find us on our Instagram at Nintendo NOSIN. Shoot us an email at NintendoNostalgiaIN at gmail.com. You can also give us a call on our hotline. Share your memories and show us some love at 317-969-5690. Guys, that brings us to the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you next week. Later, Preston. Bye. Bye, guys.
Hot Take.